Yeah, yeah. Okay, get out of your head. Think of something happy. Go to your happy place. Happy, 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 Go to your happy place. Find Nemo. Nemo. Just keep Dory. swimming. Just, Just keep swimming. <laughs> Dory will bring you back. There we go. Yes. <laughs> I love it. I love You're listening to The Sociable Scribes, two professional writers who work hard, play hard, and love to have fun on the job. Word stylist Nikita Rao Stevens and publishing consultant Kim Ely talk about the topics and questions they hear most often from their clients. Let's talk about writing, the good, the bad, and the awesome, while addressing popular questions and concerns from real writers like you. If you're a writer, someone who aspires to write, or just wants to learn more about writing and publishing and have a lot of fun along the way, welcome to the tribe. Here are your hosts, Nikita and Kim. Two writers who love to socialize, the sociable scribes. All right. So, Nikita, what's behind your curtain this week? Um, well, I guess the exciting thing I have going on right now is um, my Find Your Muse program, yeah. um, which, you know, we, we just launched in April, uh-huh. uh, which is an accelerated writing program to um, to finish your manuscript um, awesome. in four months. Um, we are in the um, home stretch. <gasps> um, the program finishes in the next uh, two weeks. I think the seventeenth is our final day. Awesome! Um, so it's it's really exciting. I I feel really really good about um, the people in the program because um, everybody is where I want them to be. Oh, that's fantastic! Um, which is you know, and and you you just you never know what to expect. You know, yes, I, I fully expected. <laughs> that by this point there would be somebody that was going to have to grind it out. And like, I got to get like 60% of my book done in like the last two days. Yeah. Like we're pulling you know? some all nighters. Right. Right. Yeah. right. Um, but they, they have done a really good job of pacing and um, oh, I hope that means I've done a good job of helping them set that pace. Mm, um, because good. you know, there've been some course corrections along the way Yeah, because I, I think, one of the biggest mistakes that that I've seen kind of consistently um, through the people in this program that 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 is made is mm-hmm. um, you put one you put too much pressure on yourself yeah um, and two um, and it's kind of going to tie a little bit into what we talked about today yeah. you set unrealistic expectations starting yeah. out and yeah. so um, you have this idea of what something looks like in the beginning and saying, this is what I want to do. But when it comes to setting the action plan and actually executing it, you're having a hard time following through with it. Um, and so I think really one of the learning points of this program has been able, being able to dig down and find out what the real motivation is behind everyone's book and what they wanted to do and extracting what that emotional connection is. It's something I felt like that I went through with everyone in the program. I feel like they all went through that same process. Yeah. Um, And I'm really excited to see exactly everyone is in a really good place to have that manuscript done in the next couple of weeks and I couldn't be prouder. So. Oh, that is fantastic. Yeah, I am so glad to hear that. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Cause it's, it's always um, a little, you know, it causes a little anxiety when you're doing something for the first time because yes. you're not quite sure uh, what's going to come up and what has happened or, or will happen. But, um, but that's fantastic. Thank Yay. you. Yay. So that's a really great win. I, I can't wait um, to get them to the finish line and, um, 
and, and celebrate with them. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. Woohoo! High five. Yes. Yay! Woo! Very cool. What about you, Kim? What's behind your curtain? Oh, wow. So, um, so I'm doing something new myself. I haven't done this before. Yeah. I'm going to be offering some writing workshops this fall. Oh, fun. And so I'm having a lot of fun putting them together. I um, hired a coach to help me because I'm like, I'm not sure how to do this. And, you know, having a coach is fantastic. Yes, it really is. <laughs> it's it's amazing. Oh, yeah. So, um, so I'm going to have um, three uh, different courses. One's going to be um, the five most commonly asked things about writing and publishing. So. Uh-huh. Very Fun. similar to uh, uh, when we explored that on our podcast. Mm-hmm. For October, because it's the month of Halloween, doing Fear of a Blank Page. Ooh, <laughs> love it. Thank you. That's awesome. Nothing scarier for a writer. That's so true. And uh, actually, that's how The Shining started, was uh, uh, Jack Nicholson's character, Jack Nicholson's character had writer's block. Do you like scary movies? I love scary movies. Do you? No. <laughs> <laughs> do not. <laughs> I will. I I will sit in my bedroom at night with the covers pulled up and like just be staring into blank space. Do not like scary movies. Oh, wow. They stick with me for a very long time, and oh. I can't shake it out my head. D- is there anyone in particular that freaked you out that you're like, <laughs> I wish I'd never seen that? What life beneath with Michelle Pfeiffer? I don't like stuff oh, with dead people. Oh, yeah. That was pretty creepy. That movie was so creepy. And I remember <laughs> I was staying with my aunt and we were, she lives in a tri-level. Uh-huh. And we were, so, you know, the bottom level is almost like a basement. Right, and Derek right. and I were there. And I was like, <laughs> up all night. Like, oh, my eyes no. would not close. Oh, no. I, I could, I'm like. <laughs> and we went to go see that one's broad daylight outside. Oh my goodness! It wasn't even at night or anything. It wasn't even at night. Mm-hmm. I don't. I just. I don't do scary. <laughs> I don't do scary. I can't shake it. It stays uh, in my brain. Oh gosh! Yeah. I'm just thinking of like that body floating. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Get out of your head. Think of something happy. Go to your happy place. Happy, 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 go to your happy place. Nemo, Finding Nemo. Nemo. Just keep Dory. swimming. Just, just keep swimming. swimming. <laughs> Dory will bring you back. There we go. Yes. <laughs> I love it. I love Dory. Do you speak well? Yeah. <laughs> Wait, I'm just turning into the very good dog real quickly. It's so, it's so. <laughs> oh, okay. funny. And now it's time for Gregarious Goofballs. It's time for Gregarious Goofballs. Mine actually happened on the way over. I can't wait to hear this. <laughs> and I just laughed and went, okay, I'm, I'm making that material as I go, not intentionally. So, okay. It's hilarious. So, today I decided I would try this yerba mate drink. Have you ever had yerba mate? I have not. Yerba mate is supposed to be... Uh, some sort of organic energy source, like supposed to be, I guess, sort of like caffeine, but not as like medicinal as caffeine. I don't okay. know. I've heard of it before. So I was like, okay, I'll take a chance. I'm like, you know, I've been um kicking it really hard this weekend. I've been doing a whole bunch of things. So I was like, I need some energy. So I was driving on the way over. I'm like, I can get me a yerba mate. And... I wonder if it will keep me awake. 
Okay, so I'm driving. Do do do. I've got the top open, and all of a sudden, I feel this really cold sensation all over my leg. I hit a bump, and yerba mate spilled all over my pants. So I can tell you, yes, yerba mate does keep you awake because I was like, ah! <laughs> "What's this cold stuff?" <laughs> I was like, "Oh, yerba mate." <laughs> cheating you're supposed to keep me awake by being internal not external <laughs> so, so don't wear your yerba mate good good point. good point oh my god so miss yeah. nikita what did you forget your... mine oh no because I... I was laughing at you what was i going to talk about remember oh oh yeah so <laughs> so i I'm sure everyone listening to this knows how to ride a bike. And I will agree. I do too. Not very well, but I do know how to ride a bike. Okay. Prefer stationary, uh-huh. but I can ride a bike. <laughs> um, so I learned how to ride a bike pretty late. I'm not going to tell you how old I was. Really? It's later. It's really? Later. It's later than most people. Okay. I'm okay. embarrassed. Okay. I'm really we won't embarrass you, but um, okay. When did you learn how to ride a bike? I think it was like six or seven. Oh, it was many years. Oh, really? Oh, okay, okay, okay. I rode a tricycle. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So (laughs) I learned how to ride a bike, Uh and I rode my bike a lot throughout my childhood. But I was never very good at it. Hmm. Um, I think I had a problem with the brakes. Oh, Uh -oh. because there were a lot of crashes. Oh no, a lot of crashes. Did you have the foot pedal brake or the handlebar brakes? I remember more of the foot pedal brakes. Okay. Um, okay. I'm trying to think if I ever had handlebar brakes. I may have had handlebar brakes in some of my bikes, but um, there's several different instances I can remember where I crashed. Oh, no. Um, but one that's coming to mind uh-huh. is I was riding the bike at my grandmother's house, and they had they they had like this, uh, this like an addition, you know, the older house. They yeah. The addition was like yeah, kind of yeah. like the family room, and that's where everybody hung out. Yeah. And um, I think they had called us to come back into the house. It was getting late. And so I was <laughs> coming back on my bike. Uh-huh. But again, didn't really know how to use the brakes too good. Oh no. And so here's me coming and there's the house and I'm not stopping. Oh, no. <laughs> so I imagine like what they heard inside the house was like a <laughs> Everybody came running out, and I'm like laying on the ground. Like, ah. Oh no! <laughs> it was a pretty big crash. Oh, I ran pretty no. hard into the house. Oh man! Um, but yeah, what I mean, were you thinking as the house was coming close? I'm a crash. <laughs> this bike is not stopping. <laughs> there's, there's one other instance I remember where we were riding down the street, and there were uh-huh. these people that were in front of us. <laughs> challenge you and think you're gonna like you're gonna stop or ride around and they're like y'all did y'all need to move somebody almost got hit and they oh, turned around and no. I say I told you I can't right, stop right right um, oh man I'm not good with brakes on bikes so if you if you ever see me on a bike I would caution you to go the other way because okay. chances are I'm not gonna be able to stop good to know if it's you still see really slow. 
Nikita and she's on a bicycle. I thought about taking up biking like as an yeah. exercise activity. Yeah. Or like, and then I started to think back to my childhood. And I was like, <laughs> no. It's probably not a good idea. <laughs> Let's just stick. Maybe I should run or something. You know, I can. I can, I can control my legs. I can't control them. We'll keep you with stationary bikes. Huh? Stay with stationary bikes. So that's, that's me and bikes. That's awesome. <laughs> All right. So this is a really interesting topic. Because yes. today we're talking about realistic expectations for publishing. Yes. And I think it's a really good topic because I think there's a lot of misconceptions about publishing. Oh, my God. Yes. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So I think um, a lot of people just aren't aware of it. And that's okay because, you know, they're they're not involved in it all the time the way we are. Mm -hmm. But there's, you know, myths and realities. Yes. <laughs> Why don't you tell us some of the myths stuff? Absolutely. So um, several myths include... Um, that as soon as you publish your book, you will automatically become a bestseller. <laughs> I wish. Um, now, I think that has become the the myth because partly because of, um, you know, you see really big name um, authors, um, you know, your Stephen Kings, your J.K. Rowling's. Uh, who have a huge platform. And so when their books are released it's a big stinking deal. And right. all of a sudden it's like, Oh, you know, Stephen King's been on the bestseller list now for 15 weeks or whatever. Mm -hmm. It doesn't, it, they, they have, well, already what, what is known as a platform, meaning they have a big audience of people who already, um, know their writing and love their writing, and they're like, "Oh my god, buy their stuff regardless." Exactly. The next Stephen King book is coming out. I must have it. Right. Or remember those huge lines when J.K. Rowling oh my would release the yes. Harry Potter books, and people would be there at midnight, mm -hmm. and it was like a huge event. That's fantastic, and and that's certainly something to strive for. But that is not a realistic expectation. Yeah, start out there. And can, can I add? Yeah. What the uh, the other thing that kind of ties in with that is the ex expectation, because obviously, you know, um, uh, eBooks and Amazon has changed the game in publishing. Yes, right? big time. And so there's this expectation that some people have that when they put their book out, just because well, as soon as it's live on Amazon, boom, it's just going to automatically just like people are just going to flirt, like flock to right. it. Well, no, because uh, Amazon does provide a great platform for you to, 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 to promote your book. Definitely. But just because your book is there doesn't mean everybody all of a, all of a sudden sees it and your book is just going to sell all these. Boxes. Exactly. Um, exactly. So yeah, that's a really good point. So the, the expectation is the reality is your book will, if you have, if you have a larger platform, if you, tell people in advance if you have um, the mechanism to do some good marketing ahead of time. Honestly, it's, it's sort of like you have to plan your marketing strategy at the same time that you're writing your book. That's exactly what I was going to say. I was going to say, you know, selling books, you know, creating book sales is strategic. Right. Um, it's, it, I mean, it, it, when you see people that sell a lot of copies of books, 
taking the the J.K. Rollins and the Stephen Kings out of the picture, right? The, it wasn't. It didn't happen overnight. It didn't happen by accident. There was a strategy behind it, right? And so, if you have a goal and you want to sell a lot of books, we're not saying that you can't, right? Um, but there is a certain amount of work and a certain amount of amount of things that have to be done to create that type of outcome. I think that's exactly exactly right because I think people expect that because it's on Amazon, somehow it's visible to everyone. But um, have you been on Amazon? Because good heavens, there's so, I mean, obviously Amazon isn't just books anymore, but even if you just look at the books part of Amazon, Good googly moogly. There's a ton of books out there. The market is saturated. There are a ton of books. And the beautiful thing about Amazon is it's available to everyone. The, the you know, kind of downside is there's a lot of authors out there mm-hmm. and you're competing with them yep. for everyone's attention. Mm-hmm. Exactly. So, um, yeah. So I think that that's um, a big myth. Um, but Another one. Good to know. Um Another one is um, I can make lots of money from writing and selling my book. Now, this is sort of a – it's a myth. It's not a myth. Mm -hmm. Um, It is a myth, kind of like we're saying, that your book will become an automatic bestseller. It's also a myth that you will automatically, unless you have done your work and put your time into it, that you will sell tons of copies and therefore make money from your books. It's not a guarantee. What you should expect instead, to go back to what we were talking about before, is you're going to put a lot of work into it. Mm-hmm. Even, and, and maybe even some dollars. I mean, because, I mean, we, we, we talked about this in a previous episode that your book is uh, an investment. It is a business. Mm-hmm. You have to tr- and if you treat it like a business, as you should, yes. then it's going to require an investment, not even not just of your time, but of your dollars. Mm-hmm. Um, and if and that, that's the way an investment works. You have to put in to get out. Um, and so, and typically investments don't yield a tremendous amount immediately. Right. It's, it's kind of something that kind of happens over a period of time. So you have to look at it from that perspective, too. Most definitely, most definitely, and um, and I think the way make you make money from books has changed. Like you were saying, the fact that Amazon and eBooks have kind of changed the game as far as publishing is concerned. Mm-hmm. I think there's ways that you can make money from books that may not be what people traditionally think. It's not just selling your books on Amazon. You can also make money by doing book signings. Now, if you are have you if you self publish. You can purchase your book as the author less expensively than than you would sell it on Amazon, for instance. It's a wholesale price. Exactly. There's a wholesale price. And so if you have a book signing and you publicize it, you do your work and get the word out there and do your marketing and then sell copies of your book, you can make more money that way than you can generally from the self-publishing companies because they take a percentage of the royalties. Mm. And so I've found, um, for instance, with my book, I did um, publish mine through Create Space. Um, my book sells for eleven ninety nine on Amazon, but when I purchase it wholesale, I pay $4. Wow. So when I go and do a book signing, a lot of times what I'll do is I'll buy um, a bunch of copies of my book 
And then what I like to do is I'll sell it for $10. I'm like, you know what? You could buy it on Amazon for $11.99, but if you buy it from me in person, you not only get my signature, but you'll only pay $10. Mm. And then I'm making a much larger royalty than I would if I just sold it traditionally through Amazon. And I think that particular strategy is even is particularly um, important to, to, to keep in mind if you are publishing something that's maybe a nonfiction book that is maybe business related. So maybe, you know, I I encounter a lot of people that are purchasing books as kind of a supplemental business tool that complements their business. Mm -hmm. So let's say you're a speaker like you can, or maybe you are doing workshops like you can. Yes. And And, Nikita. (laughs) (laughs) Well, typically how many workshops and, and, and speaking events have you gone to where they have books in the back of the room? Oh, tons. It's all the yeah, time. And all so the time. It's, it's a perfect tool because mm-hmm. it's an opportunity for you as a business owner to, to earn money in two different streams because mm-hmm. you're selling your book and you're, you know, you're, you have a speaking gig, but, um, you're earning more money because you, you've got the book there without having to pay Amazon. Most definitely. And, and yes, that's an excellent point. And another way that the book can become a revenue stream for you is, a little bit in reverse of that, if you are a speaker and you want to book a speaking gig mm-hmm. and you say, well, I published a book, it, it's um, been described before that a book can be like your business card on steroids. Oh, yeah. It's yeah. like, here's my book. Here's more about me. This is why you want me to be your speaker or your trainer or your presenter. Absolutely. And so that's another really great way to make money from your books. That may not be what people traditionally think of. When you think of, oh, I'm selling my books and making money from it. Right. Absolutely. And so. Any other myths you can think of, Kim? Um, let's see. Oh. Because you probably run across a lot of different stories in your in your line of work, so. Most definitely. Um, oh, gosh. This has to do with um, a scale of, um, of, of, you know, we talked before about traditional publishers versus self-publishing. Mm-hmm. If you are self-publishing you are not likely to go on Good Morning America. <laughs> I wish it was easier than that, but um, I, I have had people who go, well, I I saw this author on Good Morning America. When am I going on there? And the re- realistically, Kim, even if you go with a traditional publisher, there's no guarantee that's going to happen. That is so true. Because usually that level of pl- publicity is going to come with a high, the higher profile the book is. Yes. And the author. Yes. So chances of you being on, on Good Morning America is going to come have to do with how many books you've sold right. or what kind of author platform you already have. Exactly. Um, so yeah, I would strike that from your list. You can always aspire to it because oh, yeah. I never say, I, I believe go after your dreams, do what you want to do. Heck yeah. But don't think that writing your first book, that's something that's going to be. It's not a, a given. It's no. not an expected. No. Now, having said that, there are ways that you can get the word out through media. Oh, my gosh. Um, so many ways. Gosh, through podcasts. You can do radio shows, mm-hmm. um, doing the book signings. Um, also, um, I think a fantastic way to do it, and I recommend this to my clients, is um, have a Facebook um, page. Mm-hmm. Publicize it to your friends and family and say, hey, guys, spread the word. And it's really fun, and it's a good way to have people come out and support you. Absolutely. And, um, yeah, so definitely media is something is can be your friend. Um, and, again, it's something that you would probably want to strategize on a little bit 
while during the time that you're writing the book, to be honest. Yeah. So, absolutely. Yeah. What other myths can you think of? Um, let's see. Other myths about publishing. Um, can I, can I throw one in oh, there? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Please I, I do. I don't know if I would say this is a myth. We touched on this a little bit. Right. I think um, in, in a previous episode, but I think you can't go into um, the self-publishing world, at least, and think that I can I can publish a book without spending any money. Yes. Um, yes. I, I, it, if you want your, if you want the book launch to be successful, Right. Um, I, I don't think you cannot go into it thinking that I'm going to do everything and I'm not going to outsource anything right. um, because then you start to compromise the quality of your work. Most definitely. Um, and, and we've talked about this at, at the very minimum, absolute minimum. Mm-hmm. You want someone to be doing your editing for you. Yes. Um, that's huge. So I, I, I feel like that's, that, that, that's worth talking about because I think more people more often than not, because they want, they don't want to spend the money, or they think they don't have the money to spend. <clears throat> right. Um, we'll say, you know, I, I've got to do it all myself. Right. And you know, my question to you is, how important is your reputation and the quality of the product that you're putting out there that you're willing to compromise that? Yes, I think that's really true. That's very good point that people might think, oh, I'll just self-publish and it won't cost me a thing, and it's like. No, your quality is going to suffer for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, let's see. I think another expectation is um, how much work it will be. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I know that in, in when it comes to writing your book, I think most people know that it will take some time and, and um, you know, dedication. Mm-hmm. I think people don't realize that even in the publishing process, there's decisions that you make and there's still some work to be done. Like, for instance, um, whenever I work with clients, we have a lot of decisions to make um, as far as, um, you know, are you going to go with, are you going to do paperback? Are you going to do ebook? Are you going to do both? Mm -hmm. Do you want to do hardback? Um, How... um, you know, how long do you want your book to be? Well, some of these are considerations while you're writing. Sure. But when it comes to the publishing part of it, too, um, there's a lot of input that writers um, have to put in. And I think sometimes um, I've had people who think, oh, well, I just turn it over to you and you make it happen. <laughs> and it's like, well, no, <laughs> there's a lot of questions I need to ask. It's sort of like building a house. There's a lot of yeah. little decisions to be made, and um, and and as a um, publishing consultant, I always want to make sure that my clients are happy. So I'm like, I'm going to be asking you a lot of questions. So yeah. you want to work with someone that you like because you're going to be working together pretty closely. <laughs> Very true. Very true. Yeah. Um, let's see. Uh, one thing, expectation wise would be um, how long it takes. Mm, That's a good one. And again, I think because publishing has changed and accelerated and you can do print on demand, Mm -hmm. it makes it sound like, oh, you know, we could just turn this book around in a couple of weeks. And it's like, "Mm, no, again, it goes back to all the decisions you have to make. Yes. And then you want to make sure that you – have the time to do careful editing, reviewing. You want to make sure that you have a proof that looks fantastic before you go forwards. 
And I think people underestimate that process. Yeah. More often than not. I mean, I've even been guilty of doing that and, and, and setting my timelines and saying, I think this will take X amount of time. But then once you actually get into it and start to work on that, you realize it requires a little bit more time to be able to deliver, again, the right. quality product that you want. Exactly. Um, and so um, I know you always have deadlines that you want to meet and deadlines right. are important. Right. But I, I would never compromise the quality of your work for yeah. a timeline. You know, if, if you need to extend the timeline, extend the timeline. Right. Because it's important because when that book is, is published and that book is released, that book is going to be a reflection of you. Oh, most definitely. Um, most and you definitely. want that to be a positive reflection. Yes, most definitely. Um, let's see. Um, expectations. And this goes back to some of the discussions we had about traditional versus self-publishing. Um, find out up front how the royalties will be handled. Mm. Um, I think. I think maybe people don't know what to expect, to be honest, with royalties, but... Um, I, I, as a publisher would suggest that you make sure that you find out whether you're doing traditional publishing or self-publishing, how's that going to work exactly? Mm -hmm. Um, because you want to be up, you know, up front and understand, oh, okay. Um, like for instance, what I've been doing with my clients is, um, they own the rights to their books. So once I've done my part, they pay me to help them through the formatting and publishing process. They own their books from then on, and any royalties that they earn belong to them. Mm -hmm. So I tell them that up front. But that's the kind of thing that you would want to know about, um, especially if you went with um, traditional publishing. You know, um, it, it's good to go into it aware of how much or am I going to make. It, it kind of goes back to our discussion about how the book industry can be, or publishing industry can be kind of similar to the music industry. Yes. And I think as you're talking about royalties, I think it's, I think, I think another myth that people have mm -hmm. with regards to publishing in general is yeah. they assume they're going to get an advance. Yes. Because, because you have been in, you know, you've seen that traditional publishing, um, I guess they've painted a picture right. for you of what that looks like, but that doesn't paint the picture for the entire publishing industry. Right. Um, and so, that's it, that's not guaranteed in um, in every publishing arena. Clearly, you don't see that in self-publishing or right. in hybrid publishing, which we've talked about, right. um, because it's a different arena. And even if you go the traditional publishing route, mm -hmm. you need to understand exactly what that advance means. Exactly. And, and we had discussed it before, so we won't mm -hmm. go into a whole lot of detail. But basically, they're paying you up front for what they expect you to sell. Yep. In your book. So if you get a $10,000 advance, that means they expect you to sell over $10,000 worth of books. Of books. Mm -hmm. And so, yeah, that's very important to note. Especially <laughs> since your royalties don't kick in until they get that Until money. they get that money. Exactly. So, exactly. Yeah. So, um, let's Anything see. Um, I think that's pretty good as far as expectations. Okay. Um, I, I will I add... Yeah, one thing, which is that um, I think sometimes people expect that it would be too hard to get published. Mm. And I'd like to dispel that myth and say, yes, there's work involved. But if you really are committed and you really want to make it happen, it's doable. It's an achievable dream. I agree. 100%. Yeah. Awesome.
Great. Nikita, we went over a lot of really cool things today. We did. We did. Yeah. So so we're talking about, you know, how to set um, realistic expectations when publishing. Um, and we wanted to take this time to kind of like dispel some myths and make sure that you kind of understand what what's involved. And I think um, yeah. one of the things we talked about is um, so off the top of my head, what was um, the first one? The first what was one, first one was um, that you will automatically um, become a bestseller. Yeah. And no, you won't. There's right. work that goes into this. So much work. Yeah. So lots of work. work. And, and marketing, you, you have to have this marketing strategy unless you have a big platform. Um, you know, un unless you, you know, lots of people and, and you have that kind of reach, like I would say a lot of media personalities, well, even media personalities though, they, they still have to get out there and say, Hey, I have a book coming out. Yeah, they do. You know, cause yeah, I was just thinking about that. I'm like, you still see people who are you still see them promoting it. Yeah. But I think that leads us into another one that you, that, that you brought up is that, mm -hmm. you know, especially if you're coming out with your first book and you're just getting started, you're not going to be on good morning America. No, you know, you're, no. you're you don't um, have that kind of pull exactly. to be able to do that. And I don't care what platform you're using, whether you're doing self publishing, hybrid publishing or traditional. Right. Um, if you are brand new and just getting started and you don't have a platform to back that up, yeah. it's a little too early to expect that. Very true. Very true. And, um, one of the, um, things we looked into about realistic expectations is, um, making money from selling books. Yes. And yes, you can make money from selling books, but again, um, you know, uh, unless you have a huge platform, you're not likely to become automatically a bestseller, but it can be done with some work. Absolutely. It can be done with some strategizing and you can also make money by leveraging your book and using it as, uh, as we were describing before, a, a business card to introduce yourself. Mm -hmm. If you're an author, coach, consultant, especially if you're in nonfiction, mm -hmm. a book is a fantastic mm -hmm. way to establish your credibility. Yes. So once you've done that, you can get your foot in the door for other things such as giving presentations, doing workshops, things like that. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, I think, well, the last thing I think you talk about is just, that, you know, people worry about that it's too much work and they can't do it. Yeah. And it, that's not true. It is doable. You can do it. Um, like, like many good things in life, you do have to, you know, put some work into it. Absolutely. But it is achievable. It definitely can be done. And if that's something that's your dream, definitely do it. I mean, For sure. oh gosh, I'm so excited. I'm glad that I published my book. That's what made me excited about becoming a publishing consultant and helping other people. I've helped so far. I was counting the other day, eight other people get their books into the world. That's so exciting. That's it's amazing. awesome. And Miss Nikita's is coming around the corner. It is. I can't Yay. wait for your book to be published. So, so it is doable. It's definitely an achievable dream. Um, but you know, um, do a little research into it. And if you need to hire a coach mm -hmm. and Nikita and I are great coaches, by the way, <laughs> just to put a shameless plug just into the air. <laughs> but, um, no matter how you go about it, you know, um, look into your options. And if you have your heart set on publishing, definitely do it. Absolutely. So, I agree. Yeah. Thank you again for Thanks joining for, us. Thanks for listening guys. Yay. And have a great rest of your week. 
Thanks for listening to the Sociable Scribes podcast. Don't forget to tune in next week to learn more amazing tips on writing and publishing. And if you like this podcast, please leave us a review and share it with a friend.